Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in. everyone and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always is Sam Chung. Hello Marissa, um, thank you for that introduction. I'd just like to say that we cannot get off topic in this episode like we did in the last episode. Last episode we were recording for way too long and people were clamoring for like the uncut version, but you know, that would have been way too much. So I really want to keep this one tight. I want to be very concise. And you know what? I don't think there's a lot to talk about in this episode, so I don't think it should be that much of a problem. <laughs> you know, I'm with you this week. I have yoga to do, a book to revise, a world to see. Yeah. And honestly, we've seen much of this story before just from Lizzie's perspective. So it's pretty much a story we've seen before, but with Miranda as the lead character. So it's not like we're, we're diving into any uncharted waters here. Yeah, there is nothing groundbreaking about this episode. <laughs> yeah, what I'm starting to realize is that the showrunners, especially like towards the end of this 30 episode season, have really just started to recycle the storylines, but with different characters because they've run out of ideas. Yeah, running out of steam. Yeah. They really just needed to fill some fill some episodes. And they're like, on the off chance that maybe someone's tuning in now that hasn't tuned in before, maybe we can, you know, just just resurface some of these. Remember that sexist storyline we did 10 episodes ago? Let's do it again. <laughs> in the world of television, it's been a quiet week. I really am in deadline mode so that cuts into my time what I have been committed to is Love Island started that is my appointment viewing these days because it is on six days a week yeah it's, it's on way too many times per week I thought we were going to revisit so we did start watching world's toughest race yes we did <laughs> that is the highlight and um, it's crazy yeah it's a whole subsection of the population that I think we were unaware of and I don't understand how they're doing it because it doesn't seem like they eat or sleep. They just go. They just go. Yeah, at every camp they have a mandatory 90-minute rest, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't feel like nearly enough. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a rest. what they're putting their bodies through, I don't understand. I have a lot of questions about this lifestyle I, you know, really commend anyone who attempts it and who is in the physical shape to do it. <laughs> because, what did they do like, what was it, like a 56-kilometer bike? I don't even know. It was crazy. It's, yeah, it's like a decathlon, but, like, taken to the next level because it's just, like, in the jungle. Yeah, they build their own, like, paddle boats. Yeah, uh, it was a billy-billy. Get it right. A billy-billy, excuse me. One team got trapped in a canyon during a storm. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, you don't need, no, you don't need, we don't need too many spoilers here. Um, it's just crazy, and it does a really good job of combining because there are some teams who are like, this is what they do, and then there are other teams that are like, eh, we'll try this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy thing to just try. Oh, I'd also, this is completely unrelated to anything, but I'd also just like to mention that the soundboard has made it into your everyday vernacular because you've said we don't need your root beer at least five times to me this week. (laughs) I love that quote. It's so applicable to many of the things that you say to me. Like whenever you bother me, I could just say, we don't need your root beer. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like how I timed that? I did. (laughs) Yeah, root beer and its politics are my two favorite clips on the soundboard. What about this uh, this entry from today's episode? You're so smart to figure that out, Lizzie. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get to it. The other one that I pulled today was... Gordon, lip gloss is important. That's just a fact. <laughs> so yeah, excited to dive into uh, into some of that. Yeah, I guess we can get started. Sure. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about episode 129, The Courtship of Miranda. In this episode, Miranda has a crush on Ryan after she sees him in a play. Trouble is, she can hardly speak when she's around him, so Lizzie tries to help her get a date. And this episode aired on December 7th, 2001. And Ryan is not Orlando Brown. Ryan is not Orlando Brown, which is honestly disappointing. I really did think in my brain that he made a comeback, but maybe it's in a future episode. It was a small thumbnail. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, Miranda, surprise, has a crush on somebody that Lizzie does not. Yeah, and Lizzie's all over this. Yeah, this episode, once again, plays off the classic French play Cyrano de Bergerac, which, again, you've never you've never read. You need to read it because so many modern, I don't know, film, television, like so many things use that structure to plot their own episodes. Oh, yeah, I know the trope. You but know I, the trope? Oh, yeah, I just have never, you know, seen the source material. I think you should read the source material. Obviously, only a small part of that source material makes it in, but I think it's a key part. It's like, a play, right? Yeah. The whole, like, oh, you'll create the words for me, and then I'll just yeah. say them. I mean, obviously, you know, Cyrano de Bergerac wasn't, like, waiting in a trash can, like, two <laughs> feet away from Christian and Roxanne, but... the parallel is there that's basically that's the episode i think we're done (laughs) (laughs) that's it and i do think actually i think that i read cyrano de bergerac in seventh grade so it's going to be very front of mind for these children maybe that's the inspiration maybe maybe they've been reading cyrano de bergerac (laughs) and now they're like how can we make this play out in real life i like that spin i like to imagine that they actually learn things in school I mean, they must learn something. They're all B-plus students, so. Not Gordo. <laughs> Except for Gordo. But yeah, let's, let's dive into it. So the episode begins at the Digital Bean, Sam's favorite location. The Weird Cafe. And Gordo is reading a magazine called Big Bad Trucks because the Monster Truck Roundup is coming to town. New interest for Gordo. He likes some monster trucks and... <laughs> Lizzie said something that I actually relate to. She said that um, this like berry milkshake tastes more like vanilla. And I feel like whenever you get milkshakes out of like a, 
you know, like when you go to McDonald's, for example, and you get a milkshake, it always tastes like a combination of the three flavors. It's never just like <laughs> just strawberry or just vanilla or just chocolate. It's always like some weird combination of all three. And you're like, eh, this isn't exactly what I wanted. It's fine. It's yeah. not the flavor that I really I'm not going to complain about it, but <laughs> it's not the flavor that I was really craving. I won't stop drinking it, but <laughs> just putting that out there. Yeah. And Gordo is annoyed that Lizzie and Miranda are more interested in lip gloss. He's just, he's sick of talking about girl stuff. Gordo, lip gloss is important. I stand by that. <laughs> I don't know. Here's my thing with Gordo in this episode. It's just like, you could make other friends. Like, right? Oh, I say this all the time. I hate my, my friends. friends. <laughs> it's time for Gordo to find some new friends. And for the longest time... I'd say probably through like 19 or 20 minutes of this episode, Gordo is going to be my MVP because like he actually showed some growth and he showed some awareness. But I think that the weirdly like misogynistic sexist things that he says just like, I don't know, like I wanted to I wanted to do it so bad, but I feel like I just can't. He had the most potential in this episode. Like he was going out, he was befriending Matt, he was finding new interests, he did break a window, but, but you know, he was like being his own person and I was really proud of him for a while. And then he just, you know, everything went back to normal. As it goes, growth, <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he frames everything in terms of things that are girl stuff and things that are guy stuff because interests obviously have genders. Obviously. Yeah, lipstick and boys is girl stuff monster trucks and hacky basket is guy stuff yeah although i will say in fairness i feel like it might not be girl stuff or guy stuff but rarely do they talk about the things that really interest gordo and when they do talk about them it's like in the context of like oh that's just what gordo likes and gordo just likes these random weird things so gordo i think does need to find better friends like gordo likes dwarf lord they think that's weird gordo likes the rat pack they think that's weird until it becomes popular. Gordo likes model airplanes. They think that's weird. Like, yeah, <laughs> Gordo has all these interests that maybe aren't girl or guy related, but his friends in, you know, quotation marks, his friends don't like, like those same things. Yeah. Gordo keeps saying in this episode that he, you know, wishes like, like he says at one point that his life would be so much easier if Lizzie were a guy and kind of like, putting it on Lizzie and Miranda to like, why aren't they more interested in the things I'm interested in? But there is a whole world out there, Gordo. There are so many types of people who like so many types of things and people, people grow, people change. You're not like obligated to, you know, stand by the people that you befriended when you were seven. You know, like yeah. you could <laughs> find new friends. <laughs> you, he can find new. Fr I mean, he tried, right? He tried to find his dwarf lord people and then they just <laughs> they just reeled him back in. They were like, no, <laughs> that's fair. It's like he tried to make new friends and they it resulted in an intervention. They were like getting new friends. No, <laughs> this is aversion therapy. <laughs> so it's complicated. Like, really, who is at fault here? It's a toxic relationship. It really is. They're caught up in this like cyclone of, I don't know, not wanting to ever like step too far outside of the box. 
Okay, well, enough about Gordo right now because we need to talk about the main event, the courtship of Miranda, if you will. Miranda Sanchez is in love, but Lizzie needs to tell her that she's in love. I don't know. Is it love? She's so distracted she can't eat or sleep. That seems like a more than just love. <laughs> Obsession. Yeah, she's obsessed. Um, and Gordo throughout this episode is always like, why do I care so much about this? Gordo, I know why you care so much about this. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. A point in the Sam conspiracy box. That's very valid. Yeah. He's always like, he's always asking about it on the down low. He's like, so, hey, what's up with, like, Miranda and Ryan? And then he's like, oh, why am I asking this? Like, look in a mirror, bro. Yeah. For someone who's not invested, Gordo is invested. He's very invested. And the reason that Miranda has this crush on Ryan is that apparently in the drama club, she watched him recite a monologue. Uh, it was amazing, Gordo. Amazing. Yeah, he's so sensitive and charismatic. I love how she was like, what's that word? <laughs> charismatic. <laughs> Gordo is like, you don't even know him. Love him. I mean, that's very fair. And he kind of at this point just storms off. And mutters that he needs some guy friends. But Lizzie is very invested in this. Lizzie is like, cool. There's been this like weird back and forth with the whole like Ethan Kraft thing. We both had this crush on him, but Miranda has a new crush. I can focus on Ethan. She doesn't say this. This is all like what I would imagine is going on in her head. Lizzie says that as Miranda's friend, she'll do everything she can to get them together. Yeah, so Lizzie's excited because now maybe they can double date, you know? Miranda will have Ryan. Now you can go out with Ethan Kraft. Everything will work out, but if I'm Miranda, Lizzie's the last person I want dating advice from. In theory, you are correct. Lizzie does not have a good track record. <laughs> she really does not. Which makes this episode, again, character consistency. What is happening? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, but we cut to the theme song and then we're back and we're in the Maguire house and it's breakfast. And I thought that this was like a, like, did we really need this scene? Yeah, I don't really know what purpose this scene served. I was actually, I had that in my notes as well because, you know, Lizzie and Matt are having just like normal sibling bickering. Sam is like, why can't we be more of a family? We're supposed to like each other. And Lizzie likes Matt when he's not around. I mean, I guess it was like kind of setting up Matt. Like clinging to Gordo. Yeah, clinging to Gordo. But at the same time, it, it's a very loose connection. Yeah, and it's just, it's like we've seen this before. Almost verbatim. Yeah, I mean, as usual, Lizzie's, Lizzie's like that girl who like takes 30 seconds to think of a comeback and then it's still not good. <laughs> <laughs> because one of her comebacks is, uh, what are you eating for breakfast? A big bowl of ugly? <laughs> Like, that's the best you could... Come on now. Come on. It's like, aw. That's bad writing from uh, both of you. <laughs> from you, Lizzie McGuire, and from the writers. It's bad writing. Yeah. Come on now. And then we go to school. Miranda is still very giddy over Ryan. She credits Lizzie for making this connection between her, you know, physiological reaction and the crush. You're so smart to figure that out, Lizzie. Yeah, figure out that Ryan is the perfect guy for her, that is. 
Like Lizzie McGuire is the last person who is qualified to be a matchmaker. Oh yeah. She goes full like gosh. So now that I think about it, I guess Lizzie does have a little bit of experience. She did date Larry Tudgman for a short while, but she Gordo, kissed Aaron Carter. That's not a relationship. But Gordo it's a kiss. That's not a relationship. So Gordo it's also experience. has been <laughs> That was a dream. I don't know what you're talking about. That episode did not exist in the same, like, reality. So Lizzie McGuire exists in, like, a 2002 alternate reality. It doesn't take place in this universe. It takes place in kind of an alternate universe that's very similar to ours, but you watch it and you're like, this is kind of Twilight zone A little bit, there's some weird stuff happening. And then Aaron Carter happened in, like, an offshoot of that dimension. So we're talking about, like, three different dimensions here. A kiss is a kiss. It's getting very metaphysical. It's like if your alternate <laughs> self has a kiss, does that mean you also had a kiss? I don't I don't think so. Back on track. <laughs> I totally lost track of what I was going to say now. Lizzie's experience. Oh, yeah. So it turns out, I mean, I guess, yeah, Lizzie and Gordo, they both have experience in this matter. They've both had a, uh, a significant other before. So Miranda could kind of go to either of them, I guess, for advice now that I think about it. Yeah, and in many ways, why wouldn't you be, you know, pursuing Gordo's perspective a little bit more as the guy in the friendship? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But anyways, you know, as she is listing all of the qualities that make Ryan just so amazing, Miranda checks herself in the mirror, and it's that, again, we've gotten this before, smack Lizzie in the face, knocks Lizzie to the floor. Yes, um, just as Ryan is coming around the corner. Of course. And so Ryan, hi, Miranda, how are you? And Miranda, again, this show, I've never seen so many people get tongue-tied in this way. Hi, uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> but this is at least, Miranda has got to be the third or fourth person that we've seen this happen to. It's happened to Lizzie. I think we've even seen it happen to Ethan. Yeah, it's the I. Uh, Words, sentence, form, what? She was at a loss for words. can't I. And then, okay, so now that I'm thinking about this, this is where the Ryan's rationale doesn't even make sense because then it's Lizzie who gets up and starts talking to Ryan, explaining what Miranda wanted to say. So then when at the end, Ryan is like, I realized that you needed Miranda to do the speaking for you. It's like, were you not here 15 minutes ago? You know, as Miranda aptly notes... Ryan is dumb. Lizzie has to get up and explain that Miranda really liked his monologue performance. Yeah, that Miranda thought it was amazing, to which Miranda replies, Ryan, amazing, Ryan. (laughs) And then Lizzie says, what is wrong with you? You couldn't even talk to him. You were totally freaking me out. (laughs) And I think both of us were like, wow, pot calling the kettle black. And then even Miranda was like... Yeah, Miranda does not even <laughs> let that. She was like, I reminded myself of you just now. That's a sick burn. That is. Miranda consistently has the sickest of burns in the series. <laughs> and Lizzie's like, maybe you just got nervous. And again, Miranda's like, I don't get nervous. That's you. Nervous? <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> so, Yes. Miranda can't speak, a very Lizzie quality, but somehow Lizzie's response is like, why are you acting this way? This love stuff is freaky. So then we cut back to the McGuire house and Gordo 
comes over and runs into Matt in the backyard. He asks where Lizzie and Miranda are, and they're upstairs talking about, you know, boys. What else? What else? And they have a moment where they're bonding over how boring it is listening to Lizzie and Miranda talk about boys all the time. And Gordo, you know, just wishes that they were into the same stuff as him, like the monster truck roundup. You totally glossed over why Matt's other friends aren't with him today. Oh, I was going to bounce back to that. Oh, okay. Because I think that's the best part of this scene. It, the rest it of the scene is like, is. whatever. Yeah. The, the rest of the scene is essentially just Gordo and Matt finding a friend in each other. Yeah. And for some reason that never pays off, Matt is like wrapping string around <laughs> the backyard table and chairs. Yeah, there's no explanation. There's no explanation, and this never pays off later. It's very unclear why he's doing this. Gordo thinks sometimes it would be easier if Lizzie were a guy. Matt wants an older brother, and essentially that is the B story. Matt asks Gordo if they could hang, and Gordo's down. But we must discuss why, in fact, Matt needs a friend to hang with. Because Matt is not short for friends. They're just Um, all unavailable at this time. Yeah. So uh, first Gordo asks, where's Lanny? To which he replies, he's in quarantine. Highly contagious toe infection. Yeah. What is that? Like he has a staff infection, like athlete's foot. What is this? I don't know. And then Gordo asks Matt about his other friend, Oscar, who we've also met before. Where's he? And Matt says that Oscar's family wants him to stay away from him for a week. Yeah. And the story is that. You know, it's not Matt's fault that Oscar decided to stand out in the rain all day to see if his skin would prune. What did he say? He just encouraged Oscar's curiosity? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they had a hypothesis. They needed to test if it was true. That's just the scientific method. This is science. Yeah. So yeah, basically the point of this scene is that Nat and Gordo realize that, hey, maybe they have some things in common and like they can hang. This is weird, I think, for Gordo. He's like, I need to find some guy friends. So he finds like a (laughs) (laughs) 10-year-old rather than some of the kids who might be more easily accessible to him that he sees on a daily basis, like Ethan or even Ryan. I don't know. No, Gordo. Danny Kessler. If he could like just, you know, get over himself and admit it, like he and Larry Tudgman could be best friends. I mean, that too. I mean, Larry Tudgman, I think of... Any of the options is the person who makes the most sense because they do have things in common. They both love Dwarf Lord. Huzzah! Yeah, Dwarf Lord, science, just like as a concept. It's okay to befriend people who have similar, like you should be befriending people who have similar interests. That's true. Only two people uh, competed in the Science Olympics. So you might think that if anyone was going to have something in common with the other, that's it. That's the pair. But no, as you said, Gordo cannot stray too far from the bubble. And the only guy in the vicinity of the bubble is a 10-year-old child. It is a strange choice. Lizzie will later say that it's creepy. And is she wrong? Is it creepy that Matt hangs out with Gordo? I mean, they've hung out before, right? They both were involved in the Jet Li video. They were both involved in fixing up the soapbox racer. So, like, they've hung out before. Yeah. It's like, you know, Gordo's got to be really bored, though. (laughs) Yeah. 
to choose Matt over just doing something on his own. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside, up in Lizzie's bedroom, Lizzie and Miranda are having a, you know, practice conversation that Lizzie initiates where she pretends to be Ryan to get Miranda more comfortable into like a flow of conversation with him so that next time they speak, she doesn't just like short circuit. And Miranda, you know, she's fine with it, but she says that it wasn't hard. It was just lame. And it's easier because she knows that Lizzie is not Ryan. She's Lizzie. It's easier to talk to Lizzie. What, that Ryan impression didn't... (laughs) didn't (laughs) Okay, so several things happened in this scene, right, that make me doubt Miranda's dramatic abilities. So... That's obviously A. She can't put herself in the shoes of, like, believing something else. So it's like, how successful at Drama Club can she actually be? But then secondly, Lizzie suggests that maybe they write down everything that Miranda should say to Ryan, and Miranda says she's no good at memorizing. So point one and point two, that Miranda does not belong in Drama Club. I mean, in all fairness, we witnessed that. That is is consistent. Oh, yeah. It was Lizzie, after all, who gave her a terrible review. Yeah. You know, and in a show where characters change by the episode, I consider that a victory. But yeah, I guess eventually, though, she does memorize the lines because then later we skip to school and she and Ryan have had a successful conversation. Yeah, we don't get to see that conversation, of course, but we just have to believe that it happened. Yeah, we see like the very tail end of it. Um, And we hear and Gordo and Lizzie kind of reconnect for a second and they talk about it. Yeah, and Lizzie's like, why are you even asking me about this, Gordo? I thought you didn't want to hear about girl stuff. I mean, Gordo, we all know why. (laughs) Um, This is also when Lizzie relays to Gordo via Matt that the monster truck roundup got postponed. No! Yeah, he is upset. That's so sad. And Lizzie's like, what? Are you friends with my little brother now? And Gordo's like, what can I say? The kids got spunk. Matt makes a good impression on the people in Lizzie's class. This should not come as a surprise. Yeah, Ethan Kraft loves the little guy. Everybody sees some of themselves in Matt. <laughs> At least the guys in Lizzie's world. Yeah, yeah. They, he reminds them of simpler times. Like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Life was so much simpler. So at this point, Miranda comes over post-conversation, and sh- she is thrilled. She is smiley. She is giddy. Conversation was such a success that Ryan wants to have lunch with her tomorrow. Boom. Yeah, she has nice eyes. And Gordo can't believe that they scripted a conversation. That's genius. Brilliant. (laughs) And then Lizzie says what I think is the weirdest line in the episode, where she's like, I told you that you and Ryan would be H and H. They've definitely said H and H at some other point in the series so far. And I think we also commented on it then, but it's like, what do they think hot and heavy is? Like, why would they be H&H at lunch at school? Yes, they are 12. <laughs> like, what? This is so weird. Yeah, I don't like that. I think it's just a thing you say. H- have you ever? I've never said H&H, but I think like in, I'm trying to think about what the like 2000, I guess, seven equivalent of H&H was. See, this is also why Lizzie takes place in like a dimension that's like kind of like ours, but you're like, it's not our dimension. Because who said that? H and H? Yes. Maybe it was a thing that people said in 2001. Who were we Mm -hmm. to say we were six? I doubt it. I think if it was, it would have made its way into more pop culture. 
but literally I've only ever seen it on this program. You know what? I'll ask some sources. You'll ask some slightly older people. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess we'll see what they say. I can, yeah, I can also ask some slightly older people that I work with and yeah. we can do a poll and we can see if H&H was ever a thing that anybody has said in the history of humanity. Let's do it. I'm invested. Let's get to the bottom of this. <laughs> All right. And if you're listening to this and you have said H&H, let us know because I highly doubt that anyone <laughs> has ever said this in their lives, but I'd love to be proven wrong. Anyways, um, Miranda has now lost all confidence in herself. She needs Lizzie to feed her lines from a trash can, a la Cyrano de Bergerac. And Lizzie's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like cartoon Lizzie is very, this is a bad idea. But she agrees. So then before we get to, as you said, Lizzie, hiding in a trash can, of course we need to get our one montage of the episode. It's not Lizzie McGuire if we don't have a montage. And so we get this montage of Gordo and Matt hanging out and enjoying each other's company. It would be an enjoyable segment if there wasn't a sexist like, girls would never do this, they would break a nail comment. Could have done without that. But we get this scene of they are riding scooters together. They're having like a double thumb war. Uh, They like bounce hula hoops, see how high they can shoot into the sky. (laughs) They have like water squirt guns. They're shooting at each other. Guy stuff. Guy stuff. They play football. They play football. Um, It sounds like they shatter a window. They run away. That's like two windows in the span of three episodes. No, the windows aren't doing so good. (laughs) Sounds like the neighbor took a hit this time, though. This uh, this scene reminded me a lot of my favorite scene from that 70s show. Um, and it's the episode, I think it's called, like, Eric's Best Friend or something. But he befriends Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And then there's a montage of them just having a great time to the song, like, <laughs> Best Friend. Maybe it was inspired by that <laughs> montage. Uh, it didn't have the great music, though. No. Similar vibe, though. I know. that's what, So that's what that montage reminded me of. So now we're back at school. The next day, it is the big H&H lunch date. Miranda says, my heart depends on this. <laughs> um, Lizzie is hiding in a trash can. So this scene is crazy to me in its execution because usually when a show tries to pull this off, there's some sort of like technological element involved, right? There's like a hidden an earpiece yeah i was confused i was like do they have an earpiece because sometimes it looks like miranda had her finger on her ear but i was really confused i don't think they did lizzie did not have any sort of mic um she was very much like whisper yelling yeah and it's like if miranda and ryan are sitting in the same place then if miranda can hear lizzie ryan Ryan can also hear lizzie everything about the execution of this moment just like fell flat for me It really took me out of the moment. I was just so, I was trying to figure out on what planet this would work and it just doesn't. Okay, so another thing. So that's obviously problem number one with this scene. Problem number two with this scene is that Miranda is copying everything that Lizzie is saying, including when Lizzie goes, ow. Miranda also goes, ow. Like, at what point does your common sense sort of kick in and you're like, that doesn't sound like something I should be saying. Yeah, and Miranda is just so invested in this situation and dependent on Lizzie. She does not even care that her best friend is stuck in a trash can and being repeatedly stung by a bee. 
Yeah, she's like, how dare you? This is about me now. She's like, this is a big moment. <laughs> You're ruining she, my She, like, goes moment. over to, like, throw something in the trash. It's like, what are you doing, Lizzie? <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing, Miranda? And then the whole scene sort of comes to its climax when Lizzie sneezes. And the force of her sneeze <laughs> is just so great that it knocks the entire trash can over and she comes spilling out of it. Yes, her sneeze was many Newtons of force. <laughs> uh, Ryan just kind of makes him jump up and he's, you know, sufficiently weirded out. I mean, it makes sense. Like, imagine you're just having a date, uh, like on a date with somebody and then someone just pops out of a trash can right next to you. I would also be a little freaked out. And then he leaves and Miranda is upset <laughs> at Lizzie. I know, this is all Lizzie's fault. Because of this. Miranda will never have a first kiss or a wedding. And then she goes through like at least three of the stages of grief here because then she's like embarrassed and she's like, I can't be near him. Bad things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Runs away. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to the McGuire's house, presumably after school. Lizzie is on the couch doing her homework and Gordo comes in and Gordo's tired. Matt's a tiring guy. Matt has too much energy for him. Gordo's like a dad. He is. Little mini Sam McGuire. <laughs> yeah, Gordo has Sam McGuire energy. <laughs> like, can Gordo keep up with this? I don't think so. He cannot. He cannot. And once again, Gordo, when he's around Lizzie, keeps slipping back into this how's the Ryan stuff. What's going on with Miranda? He... Gives Lizzie advice without meaning to. He just can't control himself. Yeah. And so then I think we kind of reach this point in Gordo and Matt's relationship where Gordo is like, well, this might that's not, enough. Yeah, this might not be working out. We kind of get like the beginning of that because Matt comes in. He's found this website all about cheese that he wants Gordo to participate in. And Gordo's like, I have to go home and do homework. Matt's like, oh, do you want to play more um, hacky basket, which is kind of like a game they invented that's a mixture of hacky sack and basketball. And Gordo's like, you know how I told you about responsibility? And Matt's like, no. <laughs> so, you know, you can see the beginning of their friendship beginning to unravel here. Yeah, but then Matt tells Gordo that this, this website he founds includes someone who built a house out of cheese and... How can you pass up the opportunity to investigate that? You can't. Yeah. So Gordo's like, well, homework will have to wait. What kind of cheese? What kind of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> also in the scene, which we glossed over, Lizzie says that she has tried to call Miranda, but she's not picking up the phone. She's depressed. And she's she blames Lizzie for this girl. Girl, this was your idea. Lizzie was just a pawn in your scheme. Hate my friends. It's just, I am so tired of, you know what? No, I'm going to save it. This, this feels more like something to talk about in the next scene. But yes, at this point, Miranda's not talking to Lizzie because she's upset about how the plan that Miranda initiated went. Logic. But Lizzie feels really bad and she decides that she is, she just has to explain everything to Ryan. I mean, that makes she sense. She has to fix it. I think that's, you know, that's the logical explanation. Although Miranda should really be doing that, but you know, whatever. But Lizzie is the voice. 
<laughs> but Miranda doesn't exist. So. <laughs> so then we cut to school the next day. And I think that this is the, the clip. It starts off with this, this great music. Do we need to watch the part where Lizzie is walking in slow motion or can we just skip to when she starts talking? No, we can skip to when she starts talking, but the setup is this like really just the music swells. <laughs> the slow motion walking was just very strange the, to me. She's walking in slow motion toward Ryan. Look, Ryan, we need to talk. Yeah, we do. Look, the whole reason I was telling Miranda... You don't need to explain it. I don't? Uh-uh. I totally get it. You do? Don't be shy around me, Lizzie. I like you. What? I think it's cute you had Miranda do all the talking for you. Uh, you've got this all backwards, Ryan. See, what we were doing... And that's all we were doing. Look, I, I couldn't quite hear everything you said. Let's pick this up later, okay? Um, the digital bean after school? Later. What? No, I'm not... I, I... <clears throat> Miranda, you are never gonna believe what just happened. How could you do this to me? What are you talking about? Do what? I, I was just explaining to Ryan everything that was going on. Oh, yeah, that's why Ryan just asked you out? Miranda, you don't... Save it, Lizzie. You've said enough. Save it, Lizzie. You've said enough. How to begin to unpack what we have just played. It's almost like a sketch comedy <laughs> where, like, Lizzie wants to say something, but the bell entirely drowns her out. Yeah, it's just too loud. Ryan didn't catch any of it. But yeah, like we were saying earlier, Ryan's logic doesn't even make sense because in that first scene, it was Lizzie who was explaining everything to Like, I don't even know where his perspective is coming from. Yeah, and clearly Miranda is very, very, very bad at speaking to him. Maybe Ryan's goal is just to get H&H because he told Miranda she had pretty eyes. Like... Yeah, Ryan's a player. Like Ryan, uh, I don't know. I don't trust Ryan very much. Yeah, we're not we're not into Ryan. Yeah, not at all. But yeah, so that happens. the The visual stuff that you miss when you hear the clip is Ryan puts his arm around Lizzie, and that's what Miranda sees after the bell rings. She comes up from behind them and jumps to conclusions. And like, I'm just so tired of. The story of best friends being torn apart by a guy. Yeah, it's a it's another trope that I think we've seen many times before. It's crazy how Lizzie doesn't even have to try with Ryan, but with Ethan Kraft, it's so hard. I get that. It's just because it's who you like. Like, I definitely, I could talk to some guys, like, no big deal. But if I had a crush on you, it was harder. I don't, I, that's very, that rings true to me. She doesn't like Ryan, so she can talk to him. I guess my point is more like Ryan likes her, Larry likes her, but she's this unpopular girl. So, you know, you feel like by on the at the rate that we're going, Ethan will come around just come around naturally eventually. You would think. Yeah. But yeah, so Miranda was already upset with Lizzie for, you know, getting stung by bees in a trash can for her. I'm upset. Now she thinks I guess, I don't know, what does she think? The logic here does from Miranda doesn't make sense either because even if, you know, the way this all unfolded and like Ryan asked her out, Lizzie did not agree. And why why is Miranda just so easily jumping to the conclusion that this is something that Lizzie wants? 
Like, does Miranda now think that everything Lizzie was doing was premeditated? Like, that I just, would be that would be crazy. I just don't. It's just it's so easy and lazy for writers to just like pit girls against each other. But the logic of what is actually happening, it's just such a reach to even like make that make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense at all. Because obviously we have a very we have very much established that Lizzie wants to go out with Ethan Craft. She's never shown any interest in Ryan. It's hard to even, because Lizzie's not in the drama club, right? No. So she has literally no connection to Ryan that we've seen. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, And then for Miranda to just like jump to that conclusion. It just doesn't feel consistent with Miranda either, who is like the more, I guess, strong-willed and opinionated. But then again, this episode has done a full job of tearing down everything we thought we knew about Miranda. In the span of 15 minutes. God, at this point, maybe Miranda shouldn't be real. But yeah, that's going to come to a head later. Before it does, we have to go back home to get the resolution of the Gordo and Matt story. Yeah. And like long story short, Gordo's had a lot of fun, but realizes that he really needs to start hanging out with Lizzie again. I feel like he realizes he needs to hang out with people his own age. Yeah. But he says Lizzie. But he says Lizzie specifically because... He can't make new friends. He, he, yeah, because... Aversion therapy. You know what? I just... This just kind of connected in my mind, but as it pertains to Gordo and Lizzie's relationship, this has never been more true. The thing you like causes you pain. <laughs> yeah. Gordo goes on to say that Lizzie is one of his best friends, and believe it or not, they have a lot in common. Name one thing. One thing. Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything else. And Miranda is a person. <laughs> Anyways, I, I yeah, I don't know what I don't. I honestly can't tell you. I can't tell you another thing that I know for sure they have in common. Yeah, I'm kind of at. A I loss. don't even. I'm not even confident that they're the same age. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like I know specifically their ages. Well, Gordo's about to be bar mitzvahed, so. Yeah, but how is Lizzie already thirteen? Is she still twelve? I don't know. Weren't they born like days apart or like hours? They're very close in age. They were in the hospital together. Remember? <laughs> I forgot about that until <laughs> just now. Yeah. Can you imagine like you being a baby next to somebody and then your parents identifying like these two will be friends forever? You know, speaking from experience, it doesn't often work out that <laughs> way. No. Like I can very much attest to the fact that the kid that my parents thought, a boy nonetheless, would be my best friend forever because they were very close friends as parents. It got real awkward in middle school. But I feel like it's not even that because it's like Gordo's parents, there's no indication, right, that Gordo's parents and Lizzie's parents were friends before Gordo and Lizzie were born. It was like at the hospital, they met each other and they were like, our kids (laughs) are both babies. They have something in common at this moment. See, I've always worked under the assumption that Gordo's parents and the Maguires are family friends, but I think that's my own conjecture at this point. Yeah, we don't even know that. We don't know them. <laughs> we know more about Miranda's parents than we do about yeah. Gordo's parents. Yeah, you're right. They have so, so much in common, though. Being born at the same hospital. They live in the in- same town. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, as much as anybody has in common with anybody else. Yeah. But yeah, Gordo tells Matt that he can't be coming over after school anymore, but they can hang out whenever. 
a comment that he blatantly does not mean. Yeah, because Matt is like, so can we hang out tomorrow? No. This weekend? No. And then Gordo's like, you know what? How about the next time the monster trucks are in town? Something that's been indefinitely postponed. (laughs) Yeah. So Gordo is just out here saying things he doesn't mean, which is rude. You know what? And that's another reason why Gordo does not get my MVP. How can you just do Matt like that? So then we get all of this Ryan angst culminates in one dramatic and once again, like kind of confusing arc, I would say, at the Digital Bean. Full circle, we start the episode there. We like almost end the episode there, except for like a weird post scene that I don't think we really needed. Lizzie drags Miranda there and she clearly does not want to be there. Ryan's already there and he sees them and he's like, Lizzie, Lizzie, it's okay. You don't have to be so shy around me. And basically tells Miranda what he told Lizzie at school. You know, Lizzie will find her voice now that everything is out in the open. And Miranda is like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Hold the phone. Yeah, Miranda can't believe that he's so dumb, especially because his monologue was so insightful and sensitive. And this is kind of where everything comes together for her and starts to make sense because Ryan is like, that's just what being an actor is all about. Now, Miranda, as we have established, (laughs) does not know what being an actor is all about. She doesn't know how to memorize or put herself in somebody else's shoes. So she's like, Oh, you are acting. I think this might have been the most she's ever learned in drama club so far. This might be her biggest drama club lesson that she'll take out of this. Did Miranda grow in any, like, meaningful way in this episode? Will this lesson carry through? I don't, no, I don't think so. Where she's like, I didn't fall for you. I fell for the guy you were playing. Yeah, I don't think that that is a lesson that will hold for very long. Because they're so obsessed with celebrity like her and Lizzie as people, that I highly doubt that this will be a lasting lesson for either of them. Yeah, and also Ryan confused me in this scene. It feels like he became an entirely different character. Again, I guess he's just a really good actor. Yeah, I have no idea. Because he's like, I'm happy to give you an autograph. It's like, bro, (laughs) you're in a middle school play. He's famous. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, so they leave the table. It (laughs) It doesn't take much to be famous in this middle school. It's true. So yeah, they get up and leave Ryan at the table. Miranda's crush is officially over. And she says, even if Ryan was the guy for me, I should have never let him come between us. Yeah, sisters before misters, as they say. (laughs) As they say. And, you know, that is really, for me, where the episode should end. You don't want Gordo just getting one last sexist thing in before the end of the episode? (laughs) No, I like truly (laughs) could have done without that. Well, too bad you're getting it. Yeah, it cuts to this like night scene where they're just staring at the stars. Yeah, he says, I can't believe all the drama is over. So much drama. And you know, you two aren't half as bad as the stuff you talk about constantly. (laughs) Oof, that's a rough line. Um, It kind of reminds me. I couldn't stink so bad without you. And you know, they let it go. They go inside and get chips. The episode ends. Chips that we didn't mention this before, that Matt has glued together into one large chip. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) So it comes full circle in that sense. And the episode ends. A weird note to end on, in my opinion. I think it just should have ended on the girls, personally. For sure. And they're, you know, the lesson of 
not falling for mediocre middle school actors and, you know, not letting a guy come in between your friendship. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That would have been the perfect place to end it. But nope. So that was episode 129, The Courtship of Miranda. It was like a meh episode for me. It's not even, that title doesn't even make sense because it wasn't even like anybody was courting Miranda. It was like Miranda trying to court somebody else. Yeah. So literally nothing about this episode made any sense. Yeah. And I do want to note, which is something that we failed to mention during the, you know, arc of the episode, that we talk about representation on this show. Ryan is black. And I think that that is worth noting here. Why is that worth noting? I just think it's always worth noting like when characters of color are cast and why. And here, for what it's worth, they made a black character a love interest. He turned out to be, you know, like I said, a mediocre middle school actor. But now I'm like, was he supposed to be the Orlando Brown character? And they just couldn't get Orlando Brown back? Or was he supposed to be his own distinct character? Because I can see why they would make him the love interest if he was supposed to be that character. Because it's like, how many guys have you introduced into this ecosystem? It's not like with, um, what was her face, Brooke, where it's like totally random. You're like, who is this person? He, if no, Ryan... it's a different character. Okay, um, so yeah, it doesn't really make that much. Orlando Brown played a kid named Travis Elliott. That's right. I forgot his name was Travis. So it's a different character. It wasn't just Orlando Brown being recast, but you're right. Gordo's girlfriend was also black. Yeah. It's like they like to pepper it in there, right? Like they give these like characters of color, these like little one episode arcs that don't really flush them out as characters, but it's almost like their way of saying like, we have representation. Yeah. So it's just something to note, to be aware of, to talk about. I agree. And with that, we move on to some outfits. Where do you want to start out? I just want to say that the outfit repeaters is really truly an appropriate name that resonates with this show because, and it's not even that, because the origin story is Kate calling Lizzie an outfit repeater. But I would argue that the biggest outfit repeater is Miranda. Yeah. This episode all about Miranda, you saw a lot of repeating. I think it's mostly the hats, right? Yes. Like you see the same hats on Miranda's head over and over. Like for example, in the first scene at the Weird Cafe, we've definitely seen this hat before. Yeah. It's like this red, what, like a fisherman's hat? Yeah, it looks kind of like it. She looks like my um, character in Animal Crossing. I don't know. There's nothing particularly noteworthy. The first outfit that really struck me was when Miranda and Lizzie are talking in the hallway before Ryan approaches them because, as we've mentioned with the previous hat, we've definitely seen this hat before, but... Miranda just kind of like, she just reminds me of like a flower. Like a flower? I don't know. It's just like so bright. Like she's wearing this like bright yellow shirt. Her hat is also so colorful. Like a sunflower? Yes. Like a Post Malone sunflower. I love the rubber bangles on her wrist. <laughs> Do you think they're um the ones that are shaped like animals? This is pre-silly bands. <laughs> I was a silly band child. This is before Got you. that era. I'm trying to figure out what that sort of like feather palm palm is on is that a necklace yeah um it's i guess it is it's just situated in such a weird i don't know i think it's an i feel like it moves around throughout the scene so i feel like it's a necklace because if it was pinned it would be in the same location yeah but yeah you're right i can't really tell it's very distracting 
Yeah, it is. All right, so... <laughs> So Ryan tells Miranda that she has pretty eyes, but if you saw Miranda dressed like this, are her eyes the first thing that you would look at? No. <laughs> she has like a pink visor, but off to the side, but also pink hair and also a pink and brown checkered shirt and also a brown sweater. There is a lot going on. We talk about mixing patterns. She has like the, a pink tie dyed visor, that checkered mock turtleneck. A brown-based but, like, striped sweater. Like, where are Miranda's eyes in all of this? I don't know. I, I, yeah. This show has really made me, like, long for the era of headbands, though. And I've never understood, what's the point of wearing a visor sideways? Like, the point of a visor is to keep the sun out of your eyes. For style. Like, what's the point of wearing a hat backwards? Mm? When you wear a hat backwards, it, like, clearly still fits. Because your head is not a circle. Your head is, like, an oval. So you can wear it. You can wear it forwards and you can wear it backwards and it'll fit the same way. But when you wear it sideways, it doesn't fit the same. Visors are adjustable and so are hats. Yeah, but the brim is meant to be the width of your face, not the width of the side of your head. Don't question Miranda's look. All right. I thought that's what we were doing here, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Her date outfit is a bit more subdued. Yeah, it's much more toned down. She's just got like a... She's got the denim jacket, you know, dare I say she went to Gap Kids. And Ryan came dressed to like traffic guard in his fluorescent shirt. (laughs) Yeah, it's very bright. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Let's see what else we've got. You know, it's crazy. The bandana has made a comeback. Yes, several bandanas throughout this episode. You know what I like is Matt dressing like Gordo. (laughs) I didn't really notice it before. Oh, I didn't notice it either. But, you know... I think that's it's a fun little quirk like Matt looks up to Gordo now and Matt starts to dress like Gordo <laughs> as the episode progresses. Oh, I didn't notice that either. That's really cute. We get so um we're so focused on our notes while we're watching that some of the visual stuff doesn't hit us until we do this. Yeah. That's really cute. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, the button shirt, you know, too big, the pants yeah. also too big. <laughs> that's really cute. <laughs> Matt's always just wanted a, an older brother to look up to, you know? That's really cute. I find Matt to be incredibly endearing in this episode. Ryan really likes the V-necks, I'm noticing, as we go through this. Yeah, just like a light V. I mean, I feel like it's the Ethan style, too. It's the, the light V. Yeah. I think that's really it as far as, like... Notable outfits. Notable outfits go, yeah. Now it's time to name our MVPs. Sam, you said... Who your MVP is not. Wait, you want me? I, I, I definitely went first in the last episode. Oh, we messed you, up our order then. You want me to go first again? I know who mine is if you want me to go first. Sure. Who is your MVP? My MVP. And, you know, it's been a minute. I'm giving it to Lizzie McGuire in this episode. Yeah? Yeah. I think that, you know, while her eloquence came out of nowhere, everything she did in this episode was to try to make Miranda happy. I think we see so many moments of self-centeredness and like narcissism from Lizzie. And that's not really a criticism of Lizzie herself. I think that's very true to being a 12-year-old girl, but we're just a 12-year-old in general, you know, like middle school. But we see so much of that, that this episode really did highlight that Lizzie is a good friend and does want to be there for her friends. And, you know, whereas in the last episode where she was like, how are you guys not here for me? She really like turned it around in this one, I thought. And, you know, 
really let Miranda process things in her own way. She was really unfairly treated by Miranda, but didn't really resort to making this a two-way fight. She really just wanted to make Miranda understand where she was coming from. And I thought it was a great episode for Lizzie. And she, you know, helped Miranda with her crush, took it a little too far, and then unfairly received backlash for it, and then really came through at the end. It's just a good episode for Lizzie McGuire. That's why she's my MVP. Yeah, Lizzie was my MVP as well. I think you did a really good job of articulating why. But I feel like also the writers kept this episode pretty simple. It was really like five characters for the most part. And obviously I've mentioned I'm not giving it to Gordo. I'm not going to give it to Ryan because Ryan was kind of a butt. Miranda was pretty terrible in this episode. And then Matt is probably the only other person that I would consider. But I just feel like for the reasons that you mentioned, Lizzie was really just trying to look out for Miranda. She was actually trying to be a good friend in this episode, um, despite the fact that she hates her friends. And so... I just feel like, yeah, it's a, it was a good episode for Lizzie. It was a good showing. As much as she wasn't maybe not qualified to give said advice, she did her best. She did do her best and truly, and I will say this again, did not deserve the backlash. Cool. So I think, I think that's a wrap. I think we did it. I know. And two episodes to go in this first season of Lizzie McGuire. 31 episodes is such a weird choice. Yeah, it's a long season. Yeah, that was episode 129, Courtship of Miranda. As always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. Send us questions, comments. Tell us if H&H is in fact a thing. <laughs> um, you can also email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, uh, this episode, along with all of the other episodes that we have recorded, will be available at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfitrepeaters, as well as other platforms where podcasts are available. And we'll also try to upload the photos of the outfits we talked about today onto the website as well. And be sure to tune in next week for episode 130, Gordo's Video. <laughs> Another one? I know, it's the Stan Jansen part two. <laughs> this is the byproduct of what happened in the Stan Jansen episode, yeah. I think. Okay, see what happens. <laughs>